0: And the reality is is that God's, what God has created, it reflects the image of God, right? So it glorifies him. So it's like at the end of the day, like God is edified, right? At the, like always. And so the reality is, is that we as people and his workmanship show his goodness and who he is. And so what that tells me is it tells me that the purpose of all creativity is to lead people to Jesus, and that's what it should always be, is if you can reflect who God is, you can reflect the heart of Jesus, and Jesus is the way to God. So if we can connect people to Jesus in whatever way we can come up with, that's what it means to be creative.
1: Back, everybody, to the Lighted Up Podcast. I'm your host, White Taylor. Today, with us, we have Rafael Alvarez. So, y'all, and a continuation of last week with Michael Howery. Hey there. And uh, last week, we were able to talk about ministry um, how God calls us to ministry, what God's will, and how God's will is involved in your ministry, how God calls you to certain ministries because it aligns with his will. If you missed that episode, make sure you go check it out, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Um, Make sure you check that out, listen to that, and then come back here because this week we're gonna be continuing talking about ministry. We're gonna be talking a little bit more about creativity in your ministry. Uh, Creativity is biblical, why creativity matters to God. We're gonna be delving into that. We're going to be talking about that, picking Michael's brain as Michael does most of the talking. (laughs) <laughs> <How> are you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're going to have a lot of fun, so stick around, and uh, we're going to have a great time. So, Michael, why don't you start us off by just talking a little bit about why Creativity managed to go.
0: Yeah, let's jump right into it. So, um, Rafa, where would you say we're going go? <laughs> to go? The, to the beginning. All the way to, to the, the beginning,
2: beginning, right? To Genesis
0: 1-1. Yeah. Exactly. Um, So let's start there. Um, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And then we'll jump down to verse 26. Um, And then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and all and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So just in those passages alone, we have a bunch of moments where God is talking already about creating something, about an image, of establishing the idea of a visual landscape. God's magnificent. God is all supreme, right? God has a story. He's crafted everything from the beginning. And think about an artist that you know, right? Think about somebody who, maybe whether they're a musical artist, or whether they're um, like someone you see on Instagram, you're going to look at their stuff, and you're going to notice that they have a style, that their work has a character to it, that it looks familiar, right? It's something that you know, and it's like, oh, that's them. Like, that's their work. And in the same way that you can look at an artist and reference that is the same way that you can look at God's work and say, oh, that's God's handiwork, right? Um, and it's built into everything. And the reality is is that he who made everything, he's, his image is instilled in us, right? So that desire to create and that desire to pursue the ability to show people things is built right inside of us. It's built right inside our DNA because we're built in His image. So if His desire is to establish, if His desire is to make things new, if His desire is to set things right, then that's built inside of you and I. And what's so cool is it's if you look at that as like God's main feature, right? It's God's character and it's everything that God is, and that's so so special. So if we look at uh, Ephesians two ten, for we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. So, look at what we're talking about there. So, if we look at another verse here, we can look at, For we are, um, Ephesians 2.10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Right, So if we're, we're looking, we just looked at God's character, we saw that he's a creator, right? So he set all these things in motion. He knew who you were going to be while you were in your mother's womb. He crafted you with a skill set to be who you are, like we were talking about last episode. He designed you for a purpose and a reason. And that, that is the character of God, right? It's of what you're going to do. And another translation of that same scripture says, for we are God's masterpiece, so when an artist has a masterpiece, it's something they cherish, they love, right? And what's kind of crazy too is like we know the devil hates God, we know the devil's always against God. And so if you want to upset an artist or if you want to upset someone who's creative or someone who made something, what's the first thing that you do like you do? Like creation exactly you would mess up their original plan. So he can't create anything new. The devil can't create anything new. right? My buddy Josh told me this analogy one time. He's like, the devil can't create, but God can. All the devil can do is destroy. And so the reality is if God can twist even the concept of, like he said, men and women, right? If the devil can, like, he's just corrupting God's design at the very start of it all. And, So what's really cool is that it's like, if God created you, you're not an accident, right? You're you're here on this planet for a reason. It's built into everything he does. God's always valued the gifts that he's given people. You know, if we look at David, who God says is after his own heart. David was so many different things. David was, he was a studier of God's word. He pursued a relationship with God. He was a musician. He was a shepherd. He was a craftsman. You know, he's all these different things, right? And... What's so cool is like when it's time to build the temple, which his son ends up living the legacy of, is that God says, Bring all the finest craftmen, craftsmen, bring all the finest artisans to build this temple, bring forth the, the finest materials. God values everything that goes into something that represents him and his house. And so, just as like you and I, every day, you know, whether whatever it might, we might be doing, we represent God. And so, God cares about bringing the best before him and it's important to him
2: Um, I was thinking of a question. Like, you know how like God yeah. was saying that everything everything God creates is good. Right. And we is it possible for a human like, you know, we're not God. So and you know, all stuff is is bad. We create stuff, bad things. Right. Is that like an outcome. Like,
0: you know, I'm just putting too much thought into this. No, I think that's a good question. question. <laughs> no, that's, that's good because the reality is, is that God created us. Right. And if you created something, would you just want, I mean, depending on what it is, right. But would you just want it to do exactly what you wanted it is to do and nothing more? Like, I think the the beautiful part about humanity is that like, God created us, but like when we love him and we choose to, it's like respecting him for creating us, right? So if you look at the devil, if all he wants to do is corrupt what God has done, if humanity and man is God's greatest passion and his greatest creation and something he even created, think about it, he created hundreds of animals, thousands, millions, none of them reflected his image. But man reflected God's image. And so the reality is is that means we're treasured to him. And so if the devil's going to attack anyone first, he's going to attack man. That's why in the in the garden, the devil approaches Eve. He doesn't approach some animal. He approaches Eve specifically, God's creation, and tries to corrupt her, right? God loved us enough where he wasn't going to control everything we ever did all the time. He gave us the ability to choose. He gave us the ability to love him. And so, by the devil twisting Eve's mind, and causing her to doubt God, like, he could, that's like the ultimate slap in the face of God. It's like, um, it's like in the, when, right before the flood, it says that God grieved ever making man, because we'd gone so corrupt and evil, and we'd gone our own way, and we thought that we were better than God, because Satan, that's what Satan thinks, right? He thinks he's better than God. And so if he can convince all of us to not lie, then he's done his job. And so the reality is is that God, time and time again, was faced with the disappointment for man, right? Like, we just kept disappointing him all the time. In the last episode, we talked about how oh, God is the, like, the good friend and we're the bad friend. And so if you think about it, it is that when Jesus came into the world, it changed the whole game. Because what Jesus did is he took all of the sins of us on his behalf. Before, God had just been judging us for our sin, right? Like, you sin, this is your outcome, you know, the earth opens and you fall into it. Like, you know, it's like, whatever it might be, you're judged directly for it. But literally, Jesus, part of God, came down, stepped in the middle of that, right? it's like, slips inside. And he takes all of it on himself so that we can have access to God again. So it's like, if you think about anything bad people have ever done, any evil, you know, and, and, and to think too is that God's love and grace on humanity is so strong that even when Jesus is there hanging on the cross, he says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. So, it's even like God's like, God has enough love on his creation that he designed, that he crafted, that he's like, forgive them, please, because they don't know what they're doing. Like, they've been so corrupted, they've been so twisted. That's not their original design. Forgive them. So, it's got, because God never wished that any of this would happen. When Adam and Eve were in the garden with him, they walked during the cool of the day, they hung out. Like, God had never been able to have anyone that was, you know, on his level, if you will, you know, someone he could hang with. And so just that alone is beautiful. So if the devil can see what's going on there and be like, I don't want that to happen, he can corrupt man, you know, and sabotage it all.
1: Yeah, and I think, um, just as a quick side note, God loves creativity because he is the creator. I mean, when you when you imagine you know the earth was a formless void. It says in a, I believe in. It says that in the Superbook. So I'm the assuming beginning. it's one yeah, of yeah. those one of those translations. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Superbook, bro. That's that's a throwback. Hey, dude, it's my first bro. anime.
1: Just yeah, actually though. <laughs> um, but the earth was formless and void. There was nothing, and then there was something. There is yeah. something beautiful. And all of that began with God. And yeah. so naturally, you know, in, in any father and, and daughter-son relationship, you will look at the, the child and it's, it's easy most of the time to see the attributes of the parents. Like, oh, you, your dad does that all the time. And then, you know, oh, your mom does that all the time. And so when we yeah. create and when we are creative, and that can come in many different shapes and forms. I mean, there—I know there are people in the fellowship like, oh, "I'm not creative. I can't make slides." I mean, that it doesn't just pertain to slides. Some of them are creative in in music, in the way they yeah. picture things, you know, drawing things, um, the way yeah. they're creative in the way they present a scripture in the Bible, which you know yeah. is, creates sermons. You know, there's so many different ways creativity can come out of us as God's creation. It's not just one way, but this is, this is what we were made to do. We were made in God's image. And so therefore we have this sort of, it's almost like we do it without even realizing we want to create and be creative in how, what we do and how we Build the kingdom of God, and that's just because God, our Father, is the original creator. He yeah, created everything, exactly. and so, and so, God's image in us is presented a lot by just us being create, creative, and, and so, a way we, as, um, as humanity, the the way we create and are creative, it's just something that comes from God our father Mm -hmm. um and we do this to glorify god and proclaim his gospel you know um, you have a note in here that says what does creativity do to glorify god and proclaim his gospel um well very simply the world is constantly changing the world has different things it follows and you know that pertains to christians as well i mean sometimes you in the way someone dresses, you won't necessarily know they're Christian. I mean, it's just, you know, we're still in the world. So there's things that this world follows, and it's constantly changing. And so being creative in your ministry and the way you spread the gospel is also a way you're reaching out to the world. So when we're creative, when we get creative and we change things in our ministry, we also glorify God Proclaims proclaim his gospel. We also glorify God by just being creative by just yeah. saying like God no, this is where this is where you, this is where you place me this is the ministry you have me in and yeah. being creative in that ministry and showing the skill that God has placed in you from right. your early days is just it's just all points back to him the creator you know big time what were we saying rafa
2: um yeah can you, okay i was just thinking you guys like being creative and all that so, how would someone who wouldn't necessarily have a very creative ministry, like offering mm-hmm. or something, how would you bring into like cre- creativity into it or like even sound? Because those are the two ministries I personally yeah. do. And I'm thinking, I'm like, how does creativity kind of go into that? Like,
0: you that's just, a great question. Having
2: a basket and you just like, praying for it and then pass it around. Like what am I supposed to do? Like put a hat underneath it and throw a magic trick or something?
0: He's like, you get a rabbit with your tithe. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: I'm dead. So what's really cool about it, I'm going to connect what Wyatt just said to what you what you're talking about because they have the same spirit of what's going on. And the reality is, is that God's, what god has created it reflects the image of god right so it glorifies him so it's like at the end of the day like god is edified right at the, like always and so the reality is is that we as people and his workmanship show his goodness and who he is and so what that tells me as it tells me that the purpose of all creativity is to lead people to jesus And that's what it should always be is if you can reflect who God is, you can reflect the heart of Jesus and Jesus is the way to God. So if we can connect people to Jesus in whatever way we can come up with, that's what it means to be creative. So that's what it means to be creative is to lead people to Jesus and guide him in that direction. And so the reality is, is that no matter where you are, you can, everything about church and everything about what we're doing is to bring people to Jesus And so you can get creative in whatever way, right? So you might be an usher who's passing the plate. But the reality is, is the reason you're passing the plate at all is so that you can get people's offerings to then further the amplification of the gospel, right? Like that's the purpose of why you do that. And so to me it's like well what's the heart of it all right so it's like if my heart is to see people led to jesus if i'm in this church this task needs to be done but the reality is is i'm not just collecting an offering like i'm connecting with my congregation like i'm it's like essentially like i would say being an usher and like doing offering are connected to one another, right? So it's like when that person comes in that door, they know there's a place for them here. They know they're welcome. They know that someone considered where they're gonna sit, who they are, maybe even introduce them to somebody who might be similar to them that they could even connect with and stay. And coming up with new ways you can do that. Building a team around you, building people that care about other people that wanna see them make it and are there at the door to say hi to them, that are there at the door to say, welcome to church today. Like, we're so excited that you're here, that you're here. Because if we're guiding them to Jesus, and if we're being a friendly face, and if we're always trying to come up with a way to connect with them easier, we can get creative in all kinds of ways. But that's the whole, because the purpose of it is reflecting God and leading people to Jesus, then that you can apply that logic to everything you do. So in the case of Something more specific to a creative ministry is that it 's everything you make, everything you craft, every shirt you make, every flower you make, every video you make, constantly pointing it to Jesus in whatever way you can, and contending and being like, "God, help me to be creative, help your vision to be shown here in whatever way you can, as long as you 're guiding people to jesus you 're doing the right thing, and that can come up with all kinds of ways so it 's not always just as like basic as like how do we make this like hotter or you know how to make it more attractive it's it's not it's not about that necessarily right like it's how can we get people to jesus and how can we do that easier pastor warner always says he says the principles never change right like the principles are jesus is the way we're leading them to jesus but the methods do so how we get those things and how we get people from point a to point b will change but the principle of the idea of it won't
1: okay so um There was something you mentioned on your podcast in episode two. You talked about struggles creatives deal with. So uh, things, Mm. media creators, that kind of ministry. You talked a lot about things we go through, which actually can apply to a lot of ministries uh, throughout, not just uh, the creative ministry. But I wanted you to kind of talk about that a little bit, what you guys mentioned, uh, and then we'll just kind of hear your thoughts as we go. I'll kind of go
0: through like the list and then kind of do like a brief overview. And if anybody just jump in whenever you want. Um, One of the things we talked about was a lack of resourcefulness can often be something that we face in any ministry, you know, creatively, but also in any ministry it can happen. Um, I think the biggest thing that I faced is limiting myself based on what I have and what I don't have. And so sometimes it's like, oh, well, in order to do this, we need this thing, or we need, you know, we need more people, or we need more this, or, you know, coming up with excuses, right, um, about whatever you can do. And one of the verses we connected this to was uh, Colossians 3.23, and whatever you do, do it heartily, as unto the Lord, and not to men. And that's kind of one of the big things that we, like, that's like on our shirt and everything, um, is the from from Colossians, and so it's really talking about it's like do everything you do with your soul like as unto the lord and not unto man and so the biggest thing there is that when we face a situation where we're like looking at what we don't have by flipping it and looking at what we do you can really change your perspective and you can be like okay well maybe we're not where we maybe would want to be or maybe we don't have the thing that we want but that that's not going to stop us from doing something with what we do have. Um, that was like a big one that we dealt with.
1: Yeah. a lot. It's good for a lot of pioneer works to hear that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and just cause like we're a big church here in Tucson doesn't mean we don't deal with the same thing. Cause it's like a lot of times, one of the big things is that we're constantly sending out, right? So like we're on, a, we're sending people, we're sending money, we're sending all kinds of stuff. And so we deal with the same thing where it's like, Oh, if we had a little bit, to work with or something like that you know yeah Rafael, um one of the things say, oh yeah what'd you say rough good
2: i don't want to talk no more <laughs> <laughs> on on. <laughs> <laughs> anyways um that's it that's just how it's amazing to look at like a uh what's it called a mindset because my mm-hmm. all my past every single time when there's a problem or something he's like we get things done we don't have the best equipment sometimes, <laughs> and we, yeah. it, it's it's definitely something that we need to to like like I said before, take pride into a ministry, take pride in what we're doing, to show people. And it's a scriptural Matthew or the map the thinking scripture that we use mm-hmm. Matthew, i believe is five sixteen. So it says, um, shine your light so people could see. I'm emphasizing all whatever the second the word. I'm not saying word yeah. for word, but it shows just how to show your light and show your works that people will see you and they'll see your father, they'll Man. glorify your father in heaven. And that's got to be the underlying point. That got to be the main focus of yeah. even doing things in the church of, of, uh, of just flat out things, bro. Because... Yeah, you get in like instead you get in a habit of oh we don't have this stuff to do we don't have this to do we don't have so many excuses. That's so good.
0: And one of the things I talk about a lot, I tell people, I'm like, well, what's what's blocking your light? Like, what's restricting you from shining? And I think a lot of the times we can get caught down in some of these weaknesses, where it's like those that negativity, or like this other one is like pride, right? Like, we can become so arrogant in the way that we behave and how we do things that maybe people don't even want to see the Jesus that's inside of us because our personality is just so awful and hard to work with, right? Like, that's one of the things where it's like you you have to be willing to work with other people in order to, like, be able to connect with anyone because... If that's in one area of your life, it's just going to ripple into all kinds of other things. And uh, something directly connected to pride is micromanagement. And if you're so consumed in the way you do something and no one can tell you something, then the likelihood of you putting that on top of somebody else and holding them in that position is even greater. And it can be really dangerous if you're like watching their every step all the time, (laughs) you know?
2: yeah it's definitely i'm lucky enough to have a pastor that understands that he's not he's, he's like this yeah is your ministry this is, your, yeah, this he's is like your you promise. gotta own it as soon as, you, as soon as you sign up for this i'm not i'm this just gonna you. ask how you doing and just walk away <laughs>
0: <I> <laughs> and make sure that so, it works
2: yeah <laughs> but he gets on to you when he is not walking
0: yeah so
2: like he, he gave walk, you one job does. it's good praise god <laughs> so that's awesome definitely because it's it's, thinking it sucks to have someone on on your neck trying to when you're trying to do something and yeah tell you how to do everything so
0: and i think it's really um, important especially um, when um, people are learning to to like let them it's like creating a safe place to fail you know for people yeah and i think it's but the thing is you can't do any of that another one we have is the lack of organization and so it's you can't you can't set any rules or establish any rules if there's no organization built in, because it's like, it's like trying to like manage a trash dump. Like it's like this is the way things have to be, but then everything's everywhere, so it's like, well, then why? You know, right? It's that things have to be in their proper place. You have to set things in their proper place, and everyone has to understand like that's the culture. But it's like that starts with you, so. It's like you have to be organized and you have to be structured and you have to have that as your focus, you know, if you're going to be able to guide people in it as well. But then it's also that comes with humility, right? So you could be the most organized person in the world, but be prideful and arrogant and a micromanager. So then it's like then you have the giant plank in your eye and you're trying to get the speck out of everyone else's. So it's like there's a, the element of grace, but then the element of structure, right? All those things link, link together and tie together.
2: Did you ever had that like experience of like you had that giant plank in your eye and you had to try to get someone else's spec? Personally, hundred percent,
0: hundred percent. Yeah, I for me is that I'm a like notorious perfectionist and I like
2: <laughs> the,
0: yeah the the OCD oh, can great. really get strong, right? So the biggest thing for me is it's I'm able to look at like my pile of blocks like feels like your Jenga pile right like your Jenga pile could be the most perfect looking Jenga pile but it has like half the blocks missing you know one tap and it falls over right like but it looks cool so it's you have to keep that in mind you know when you're working with people is that you can be so focused on maybe what it looks like but then you lost the heart of it all and maybe it doesn't reflect it and the reality with any creativity is that like especially as we function in ministries, right? Like our pastor is the head of our church, right? He's the one that's like guiding the flock. And so anything we do as creatives, like I said, represents Jesus and all those things. But it's also subjected under his leadership. And so the reality is is that you have to really focus on amplifying what your pastor's trying to say and what he's doing. And that really it's not you like as creatives and designers, you know, we can get so focused like that wake like, we know what's right. Like this is how you do it when that's not the role here. That's not the job here. The job is to amplify the pastor. And sometimes that's going to be in a way that maybe you don't understand, you know? And so it can be really hard to learn that sometimes. um, But functioning in humility is huge. And I think the, one of the last things that we talked about in that episode was a lack of communication And I think if you're prideful and arrogant, you can sometimes feel like you don't have to communicate because you know the right thing to do. And so oftentimes we miss the opportunity to communicate with the team or we miss the opportunity to apologize, right? Like we we can be so prideful that we can't say, I did that wrong and I'm really sorry. I didn't handle that correctly. And that takes a lot of humility, you know, but it also when you ha- when you present yourself in a vulnerable place like that and you say, I did a wrong thing and I've done this wrong, then you open up the conversation to talk about how you got there. And that really opens things up for community and that really opens up communication. But if you're not vulnerable in the first place, you could tell someone everything in the world, but maybe they won't even hear it because they don't even know who you really are. And you might just throw it back in their face.
1: <laughs> Yeah, homie, speaking facts, bro. <laughs> hey, so just keep talking, facts. Marco. Just keep talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> bro, so that's so true, though. Like, like as like not even in a, in a like a team thing. How are you supposed to be telling people what to do if you don't even know them or know their strengths yeah. and their weaknesses?
0: Yeah, and I mean that's what I think about why families are so strong is that they're they're knitted and close to each other because you know them closer than anyone. You know their imperfections, you know their flaws, but like you still choose to love them. And then obviously they're your family too. But it's 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 the body of Christ. We are a family, and so it's you should seek to know the people that you're serving with in the same way that you know your family, and that can really, especially when they disappoint you. You're way more likely to show them love if you know where they're coming from. You know, what are they going through? Where have they been? You know, what are they dealing with? You know, especially with volunteers is everybody comes from a different place. Everybody had a different day and they're all meeting there and they chose to be there. So how can we come at them from where they're at? So that's a huge one. Um, Actually, I had one more here that I didn't see at the bottom of the list um there you go i was like i was like yeah you're like there's one more (laughs) i know it's uh the lack of inspiration um so huge and the reality it's i have it like in parentheses i have it says it's forgetting the call and this one's more about when you get to a place that you're comfortable kind of like we've been talking about you don't want to move and so the question is, A I
2: was thinking so much about this the other day.
0: Yeah.
2: Legit.
0: Yeah, wow. and you don't want to move. And the reality is that you don't want to invest in anyone else because you're scared of losing your position. You, um, you don't know why you're doing what you're doing. You're just always used to doing it. And you're not interested in recreating yourself because why would you go anywhere else? So then you're now jeopardizing someone else's opportunity to grow and jeopardizing some opportunity to get involved because you are so focused on being in control of where you are.
1: And um, just real quick, I mean, I'm not taking away from what you're saying, but Mm -hmm. um, me, honestly, I've experienced that before. Um, And a lot of it has to do with pride, really. Because the way you've been doing things, you know, Maybe you, you just yeah, like the way you're way. doing it you right. like like you're, you're kind of proud of yourself like hey you know that this the way I've been doing those sermon titles, man I mean they've been great. <laughs> so then now when you give it to someone who has quote, like no experience, you're afraid yeah. that the quality of what you've built up is going to is just going to be gone. You're evolve. afraid you're gonna lose lose all of that by all your
0: momentum's gone.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And it just has to do with pride. And really it's 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 just you ha- the thing is, is there's the only answer to it is just by humbling yourself and realizing that you yourself by doing this, you are holding other people back. And so now mm, you good. are you're making yourself accountable for what you're doing to this other person's ministry. So now this person cannot grow because of you. So you just have to really look at at it, humble yourself and be able to just be okay. If maybe the quality isn't there for a little bit, I mean, if, or if they're going to do it differently and you don't like the way they do it. I mean, Hey, that's a part of life. Honestly, like they're hundred percent. I mean, Prescott is going to have different slides than Door Church is going to have. Tucson, you know, it's just, it's just the way it goes sometimes. And the thing is, is that's, we all have our own things. And so you just have to be okay with that, changing it and not yeah. always having it the way you are used to having. It. Right. Anyway, so that's just my little
0: <laughs> well, and I think the biggest thing is like bringing people alongside is that you're cultivating something together, right? So you're building. It's um, when we talk about like rep- representing the church, we talk about it as a brand. And we say you're representing the brand together, all your content, all your ideas, all your perspectives are coming together. And you're meeting in the middle. And you're saying, where do we, we we all have a vision to see this thing grow. We all have a vision to see this thing succeed. But how can we do it in tandem with each other?
1: Um, that's. I mean, we're at thirty-five minutes. Last notes, you guys. Party thoughts, Michael. I like turtles.
0: Um, turtles are cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you, uh, for the opportunity to be a part of this with you, and um, my prayer and my passion yeah. is that the creative team, you know, and our fellowship can continue to grow. Blossom. We've even reached beyond it. And um so it's such a privilege to be here with you guys, doing good things
1: yeah out It's been an honor to have the Michael Howrie on our podcast. We are we've been waiting for this one. I scheduled him, man, I think back in like July conference July. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Dang, bro. Yeah, so Long it's been time. a few months. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been awesome having you on here. We've had a great talk great discussion um, yeah. applicable for anyone and everyone. so with that we are going to end this episode make sure you follow us apple Podcasts, spotify and instagram subscribe on youtube share this content give it a like all that good stuff make sure you stay tuned for more content there's more on the way and we have very exciting things in the upcoming weeks stay tuned Merry Christmas, everyone! That time is around. We are. Merry s- Christmas. <laughs> we are just randomly wrapping on a sombrero and sunglasses. The- hey, that's gonna be that's an- what you do. Yeah, not even a scenario, but okay. <laughs> Celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So we'll see you guys next week. We won't be taking the week off. We'll see you guys next week. God bless.
0: we want to thank you guys for joining us in today's episode of the lighted up podcast um it has been a great time being here for the past two episodes with you guys and one of the things that um Wyatt asked me to do and one of the things he says go at the end of every episode is the opportunity for people to meet christ and um maybe you're on here and maybe you're not like you know you didn't grow up in the world you didn't you know live outside of church you know maybe you've grown up in church or Maybe you're somebody who's been in ministry like we've been talking about, but it's something that it weighs on you. And at this point, you don't know really why you're doing it. And maybe you don't even know where you're at with God because maybe you've let that sway. Maybe you've gotten away from it. But I'm here to tell you today that there's hope and there's a purpose in Christ. And it's fulfilling and it's exciting and it's ready for you to receive at any point and today we've talked over and over about God's grace, mercy and his plan for your life and so if that's you today maybe you've never known Christ before he can literally transform everything you've ever thought about before he's he's a, the creator He made you and he has a destiny and a purpose for your life or if you know him and you've fallen away from him and you want to get back to where you were, then I just want to encourage you to pray with me right now. Uh, just repeat after me be like, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know that I've done wrong against you. But right now, I come before you and I confess my sin. I come before you and I ask for forgiveness. And I pray that you would guide me to yourself, Jesus. I want to follow you with all my heart and soul. And I want to live with you in heaven one day. Help me to serve you the best I can. And help me to follow your plan and your purpose for my life. And if you prayed that prayer, you're what we in the Christian community all saved, meaning you're not going to hell. And that's abundantly the purpose of why we do any of what we do is that people are blessed and they can seek and know Jesus. So welcome to the family of God. And I'm sure Wyatt and Rafa would be so excited to celebrate with you. So reach out to them, let them know. I'm sure there's content in the description and um, we can connect with you with someone around you that can even help you grow your faith even more. So we thank you for joining us today. And we'll
1: see you next time. Mm-hmm. The way we... Um, sorry, I just dropped something. <laughs> Threw me off. Um, <laughs> um, you were you visiting? So I need you guys there, to like or?
0: ask questions. So I no, I just went on a road trip with my brother-in-law. But um, anyway, yeah, you guys doing? can't let me talk the whole time.
1: No, that's the point, dude. That's literally the point. You don't understand. Yeah, that's
0: I the know, point. but like, it's a conversation.
1: I could be off.
2: What scripture do we use for the um, podcast my mouth? Why you said no? You had the show on.
1: Pretty sure it was Colossians. No Matthew for the podcast. Oh podcast. Oh, oh, for the podcast. Sorry, I'm so lost. Yeah, but sorry. Matthew um, is it five sixteen. Yes, Matthew, yeah, Matthew five To... Welcome back, everybody, to the Lighted Up Podcast. I'm your host. Oh, sorry, I totally
0: clapped. You're gonna have to do it again.
1: No, it's fine. It's fine. Hey, pick you, know up. you just do oh, no, it again. I ruined right. it so hard. <laughs> why don't you take it away and start by talking a little bit about why creativity is biblical? Why it matters to God?
0: Well, I can't take it away because we have to stay here. So, no, I'm just kidding Sorry, <laughs> you set me up. I couldn't right. resist. You definitely sounded um, like it was very professional. You're like, the frogs and lizards are in the building today. We uh, want to thank God for the weather and uh, Lord and Savior Jesus Christo. And in the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade this year, we have Sparky the dog. Following him behind is the deflated SpongeBob. Oh, Sponge, you're looking like you're having a tough day today, man.